Welcome to another episode of Passionate Conversations on a Casual Level. We're your host, I'm Brandy. And I'm Justin. Today we'll be talking about Brandy's journey to spiritual enlightenment, or an epiphany of sudden realization and the trials and tribulations that she went through. But first, let's, let's get, get passionate. passionate. Oh man, I gotta go first today. Yes, you hinted at this earlier and you're like, I'm gonna save it for the pod. I'm just so frustrated with this situation. Um, so I don't typically talk about my deals and things that are going on with clients and whatnot, but this one I, I gotta I gotta speak on. So with what's going on right now with the interest rates uh, being so high, there's kind of things that we can do to help people out so that their payments aren't so bad. And one of the things is. Um, for the seller to actually give some credit to the buyer to help buy down their rate. Mm -hmm. I won't go into the, the details of it, but the bottom line is on this situation, this seller can help my client lower his payment significantly and it literally won't cost him a dime. It won't delay closing. It won't do anything to him. And when I was speaking with the agent, I said, you know, hey, like, can he please just help out? And she told me, and she's really great. She's a nice agent. Help out as far as giving credit? They can give, because it's hard to explain, but with- Basically, so the rate is bought down. Yeah, is but with the, with the rates going up, the prices have come down. So all of the appraisals, in this case, the appraisal was higher than what my client was gonna purchase. So we were in contract at like 630,000. The appraisal came in at 650,000. So there's actually $20,000 just kind of in limbo that we can raise the price oh, okay. and get the credit back. And it literally the, the seller would actually make $700. We wanted to incentivize him just so that, you know, he's would be willing to do it. And right. like I said, no delay, nothing. And I talked to her and she was like, you know, some people get it and just some people don't and he's basically saying like well what do i get out of it instead of a couple hundred dollars and i'm like oh, really how about helping your fellow man like this guy the seller has two kids and my client has two kids and it's like like dude yeah. like this and hello help out your your fellow brother here you know, and you're not, you literally don't have to do anything, nothing. Yeah. It's not hurting you. It's not hurting your family. So it just kind of sickened me to be like, who is this guy to just say no to somebody just because he's not getting something out of it? Like, that's disgusting yeah. on so many levels. So it just really, like, I even you can tell right now, I'm pissed. Yeah. You're super fired up about this. I mean, it's, wow. Just thinking about, I'm just trying to like play devil's advocate. Like, is there something that he would want or, you know, but it sounds like there's literally nothing. It's possible that he's like waiting till we were like, oh, we'll raise it more and, and give you even more money. But it's not about that. Like $700 we're offering him should be well, uh, you know, most people would just do it for free, you know? Yeah. So, but I, I kind of had a, a hint about this earlier in the transaction where he was not really wanting to give up on 
just really, really small things. So I figured he would be stingy, but this is just overboard, like, right? It's overboard. Yeah. And I think it's frustration with the way the current market is. Um, he probably had hopes of getting much more for his house, but um, the way things are going, he ended up with less money than he expected. Yeah. But like, so it sounds like on. it's a more of an emotional yeah choice for him oh certainly but it's just like what goes around comes around right i hope i hope when this guy goes to buy another house i mean i don't wish bad on anyone but you got to get a taste your own medicine at some point yeah yeah i feel like that's i guess the kind of world we live in right now yeah (laughs) but it's just like that's the problem you know like i like to think that i have conversations on a daily basis that don't particularly benefit me, but they benefit the people I'm talking to. Right, right. You know, like and people aren't just seen as dollar signs, right? Right, and they're seen just as like just, humans. Like yeah, we're all and, human here trying to do this human experience. And I've had it so many times where I have a conversation with somebody, and you know, it. I I I know I had an impact on them, and I don't. And you know, have thought about like, oh wow, I just spent like an hour talking to that person. I should have been, you know, doing some more money making activities. But then, like down the line, well, it's the relationship building too, and I think ultimately that's what we all are yearning for is like connection and, of course, to be in relationship with other people. Yeah, and what I was gonna say is down the line, those same people. Like maybe they didn't, you know, end up being a realtor or whatnot, but like they've sent me other people that want to buy a house or sell a house. And I'm like, look at that. Yeah. I didn't expect anything in return. And here it is. Right. So that's my, that's my rant on that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. I feel like you needed to get up. You needed to get that off your chest. Absolutely. What's up with you? Um, what is up with me? I You literally don't know, do you? <laughs> no, I do. Well, there's a lot. That's why okay. what, what am I choosing today? <laughs> um just I'm leaning more into taking my time with this creative journey that I'm on. I think going into the book proposal process. Um, that I'm doing right now, I thought, because I have written so many things already that I I had an advantage. Um, And I'm realizing that it's, it was still all beneficial. um, And I'm glad I wrote all that down. But it's like a whole new book is emerging (laughs) from this process, which is great. You know, it's like, they say you write to heal. And I feel like I did that. and they also say the book isn't for you, it's for other people. So um, that's kind of where I'm at is just taking my time and really embracing the fact that this is a newer idea and how I'm going to kind of fit it all in and just, um, yeah, taking my time. Yeah, but it sounds like every time, I mean, to give you guys some context, like, Brandy's working on this on a daily basis and, you know, takes a couple hours out of the day to do it. Um, but it seems like, you know, you're, you have a spark about you and it does seem like you're excited about what you're producing so far. 
I am. It's a roller coaster ride, though. <laughs> it's like for sure. there's highs, there's lows. Um, there's like, all right, I'm coasting. I think things are good. And then, you know. <laughs> um, Just put it in neutral, baby. Put it in neutral, yeah. I, but I think that's with anything, right? Yeah. It's just working through it. Just working through it, yeah. So um, I'm halfway there, everybody. It's just funny because, like, this is a 10-week process. However, it takes people usually like either 10 weeks or it could take up to like nine ten or years. 10 months, even <laughs> 10 years. Literally, actually, um, a quote, it takes about 10 years to become an overnight success. So like, yeah, you do need to put in so many years, um, which is interesting that I started writing six years ago now, which sounds crazy to think six years. Yeah. Um, but it was like right after Lily was born, so I've come a long way. I've come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, today we're talking about spiritual enlightenment, or think about it as an epiphany, and what even is that? I mean, I think really what it is, it's like moments in your life that become just so instantly clear to us. Um that can lean into motivation for change. Um, And we'll kind of go into this a little bit later in the episode about what moments I had that I had this sudden realization, I feel like. Um, And it really demands deep inward reflection and search as well. Like you've heard of the aha moments, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I have those all the time. Give a little context to this. The other day I was sitting at my desk and like, I just felt like the back of my head and it, I think it was just like an irritated pore or something, but I was like, ah, that really hurts. And it just flashed through my head like really quickly. Like, oh my God, what if I have like, you know, a brain tumor or something like that. And instantly like, it just brought me to like the things that mean the most to me, like you guys, you know, like, oh my God, what would I do? Like, what would they do? Like, just, you know, so I think, yeah, it was like sudden. It was sudden, but more, you know, it it did have me reflecting for a couple hours, but um, obviously something like you're saying, like a car system that actually makes you, you know, change the way that you're going about your life. Exactly. And when you have those types of experiences, it really does kind of transcend your ordinary sense of self to encompass a wider sense of truth or reality. Um, so it's no longer just about you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like you, you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm one small part in this big world. Yeah. I think one of the, the books that we actually both read – um or at least i listen to i listen to books i don't read them yes <laughs> uh, was the power of now the power of now which actually put a lot of things in perspective for me um and i i promise i won't ruin the book for you but he talks about in the intro about you know not being able to go on and he says live with myself i couldn't live with myself and and then he says, well, if I can't live with myself, there's there's me and then there's myself. So your subconscious, like having the realization that there's another person inside of you. Yeah, that's so interesting. And 
the author Eckhart Tolle, if I'm saying it correctly. Pretty sure. Um, he, I didn't know, but he suffered from anxiety and even suicidal depression. And it sounds like when people go through really hardships and, um, like you were saying, tribulations, and I find at least that those can be the most spiritual people or the most like enlightened because they've they've hit rock bottom, you right. know. They've seen what it it's like duality. I feel like you have to experience kind of the worst and to be able to know like actually what it is to yeah to be enlightened or awake. I know? think there's so many people that are kind of at the top of the success ranks that people will say like, yeah, they've been through it all, been through it all, you know? Right. Um, also, another important point about this book is rising above thought. Use your mind, but do, but you're not enslaved to it. Right. So like your mind is constantly going, but you don't have to be like a slave to it, you know? Yeah. One of the tips in here um, that also stuck with me is watch the watcher, which means mm. watching your thoughts, you know? if you have a thought where you're like thinking negatively about yourself or even something as simple as like checking your phone when it vibrates, like, you know, that's, that's your subconscious mind having those reactions and thoughts. So try to catch them. And, and God, it used to drive me crazy when I first read this book, because I would (laughs) be like, Oh my God, there it goes again. There it goes again. (laughs) Just constantly, you know? Yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember reading this, in 2020 I believe it was um and I remember you told me about this book a while ago about the watcher but I have to say it was kind of a hard read for me it's very dry yeah it is I don't even know how you listen to it yeah but um I think it's more entertaining when you're listening but yeah but he actually is the one that does it the audio he is he is okay Um, yeah, another one too is the seven spiritual laws of success by Deepak, Deepak Chopra. Have you read this one? I haven't, but I know you have. Yeah. And it's small. So it's small. And I think one of those books you can just kind of go back to over and over. Um, but he really talks about how to learn to live in harmony with natural law. And these laws are simple but yet they're powerful. Um, but I really like is he blends the physical, the philosophy and the spirituality of it all. And that's how I feel about epiphanies. It's like um, an experience beyond your body. Like it's almost indescribable. Um, and right. yet it is scientific, <laughs> you know? Right, right. And I think this kind of leads us into my question for you, which is what led you to kind of go down the current path that you're on and when did it all change for you? Yeah. So as I feel like most of our listeners know, um, my brother Cameron passed away at the beginning of 2019 and it was so sudden. Um, he, had cerebral palsy. Um, he was diagnosed with it when he was two years old. So we've really lived with him having um, cerebral palsy. And we honestly didn't see him any different because we, that's just like 
that we knew and that was him. And so, yeah, basically one morning my mom called like frantically and she was at the ER with him and he had 106 fever and he fought for his life for two days and it just happened so quickly. He, yeah, he was in the ER that same day he was admitted to the ICU and then he was quickly put on a ventilator. Is that what you call him? Yeah. Yeah. Breathing machine. Breathing machine to help you breathe. And just, I feel like it all happened so quickly yet. It was all so slow too, you know, just all of the moments that I remember. Um, And what I feel like really started this was the night that I left the ICU. It was the first night and I took the short drive home and I remember it was like midnight and driving into our apartment or condo complex and like literally it was like silent and I remember seeing the wind and the leaves blowing in the wind and it was just in a flash I remember asking like to myself like Cameron if you've passed if you've gone already to the other side like let me know please Mm -hmm. and I don't really know what prompted it for me to ask um but it was, I feel like, my way of reaching out, and he answered, <laughs> and it was, it was amazing. The sign that I got that night, and um, unfortunately, that next morning is when basically the doctors came and said there was nothing else they could do medically to intervene. Right, and that pretty much the machines were keeping them alive yeah what was the sign so the sign was um so go home after i asked for it right and i used to sleep with the tv on all the time and for whatever reason i just decided to turn it off because i actually i think i was really tired too just from being at the hospital all day and stuff and I woke up just randomly, looked at my phone, and it was 4.44, and it was the first time I'd ever really, like, seen this time, 4.44, so I didn't think anything of it. Mm -hmm. I just went back to sleep, and I remember telling my mom the next day at some point, and a couple days later, even this is, like, after Cameron has passed, um, and I think we were planning his memorial service, my mom says... She actually sent me um, something she found online that says 444 is usually when like your people that have passed on are sending you a sign to let you know they're okay. Um, It's really there for like um, comfort and guidance. And so like as soon as she sent that, I was just, wow, like. Out of all the nights, this is the night I randomly wake up. And from then on, I've had so many others. Yeah. So after this experience, how did it start to change you? Or when did you know something was different? Well, what I will say is I felt like this experience 
had to like I had to physically stop how I was operating, you know, like I had to just stop and really reflect. And I think a lot of us are scared to be alone with our thoughts, you know, and um, what I realize is when we start to, to like love our own company is when we realize we're really not lonely at all because there's some thing bigger than us out there watching us, guiding us. And that's how I really do feel about my brother. And that's led me to um, having another relationship with someone else who's passed on, which is my grandpa, which he actually came to me when I was 15 um, in a dream. And I basically shut it out because I was so scared and terrified. And now that I'm, I've gotten this like introduction to what it's like to build connections with people that have passed on that are close to you. I have been able to like invite him back in and I do see him in my dreams now. Yeah, it's been amazing to just see that when you're feeling stuck in a situation or not really sure what to do, you simply ask and it shows up in signs, synchronicities. Um, Yeah. Crazy, I think, story to tell is when you and I were planning to get married and we were planning our wedding in Mexico. And I had a dream that my brother was there with us checking out the venue of where we're going to get married. And like, I can see him perfectly. He's in his wheelchair and he's trying to put a hat on. And like, this is one of those hats. Um, what is it called? It's like a Kangol? <sighs> Ivy cap. I don't know if that's rings a bell for anybody, but he'd always wear this type of hat. And I remember in my dream, I told my mom, like, hey, look, he's showing us a hat. And then I just remember waking up and feeling like, wow, this is him. He wants to be at the wedding with us and we need to get him a hat. Yeah. (laughs) And like somehow put it somewhere in our ceremony. So that same week, um, I did tell my mom about it. And we had agreed, like, yeah, let's get a hat. We'll get it engraved. We'll put his name on it, and we'll bring it to Mexico. So I had an appointment to get my eyebrows done here in Pasadena. I invited my mom to come along with me. And while I get my eyebrows done, she's like, I'm just going to go walk around. So she comes back, and she's like, you'll never believe it. The store across the street, it's the name is Hats. All they sell is hats. And the address is 444. (laughs) (laughs) yeah this was crazy you sent me a photo of this and we we always pass by there now because we live in pasadena but it was just like i had never noticed this place before ever and we go in there after i get my brows done and find the perfect hat the hat that was in my dream and that's the hat that was placed in our wedding ceremony to honor him but like the fact that I I got that in a dream and the address was 444 and like I think that it may sound silly because I even sometimes feel silly telling people about it because it's one of those things like oh come on yeah right or like such a coincidence right or you know um but once you experience it for yourself and you continue to experience it, it's it's life-changing. Yeah, and there's a book out there that actually introduced you to the idea of connecting 
Um, there is, yeah. Called Signs. Yes, Signs the... by Lauren Lynn Jackson. And she has two books. So I read the first one. It's called The Light Between Us. Yes. And it's all about how we are all connected. And then the second one was Signs and how to ask for signs and um, how to acknowledge the signs, too. I think we even talked about that in the manifesting episode before this is like, when you do get signs or or um, you feel like what you prayed for or what you made meditated on, you're getting answers for, acknowledge it. Like, and that's how I feel about the signs. Like, whenever I acknowledge and am grateful for them, I continue to receive them. Yeah. And I feel like it's definitely helped me to embrace the process of reflection of facing some of your shadow sides because I feel like that's hard for a lot of us like to face all the shit that like we've gone through or that we need to unlearn right and it's not fun but I feel like this whole journey has been um yeah has been just incredible and yeah and there's probably four or five more stories just like that, including, uh, or that include that number um, that we could share. It's just unbelievable. And we, we see this number everywhere in connection with your brother. And it's it's just a miracle. Yeah, it is. I think also, too, it whenever you have experiences like this, I think the biggest question people have is, like, who am I? And I know that's what, what I had. Like, who am I? Why am I here? Um, but really like, who am I at my core? Like without all the social constructs that are made by just as humans. Yes. And I think also too, that you realize like the world has standards for us that we're living. And I think once you start just kind of like coming back home to yourself, that's when you can really um find that you are divine just as you are like without accolades without labels titles achievements accomplishments yeah i remember it being tough for you um and spending a lot of time just reflecting and i can say you know as your partner since that day definitely you know just full on changes I mean, all across the board. I feel like before you were really like into your program, right? Like you were programmed a certain way and you were just going about things just to go about them. I was, yeah. I was like, <laughs> like a point A rushing to point B and then like drinking mad dashing to point C. Um, and I was rarely ever present because I was just trying to do, check all my to-dos and um, really I felt like I was surviving and not really thriving. Yeah, and you very rarely did really anything for yourself or for like your mental health, I feel like. That's true. Yeah, I don't know what my hobbies were. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, yeah, it, your hobbies were working and it commuting. Was. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, two and a half hour commute, 
crazy. Yeah, I know for me in 2016, um, I just kind of had a moment of questioning almost everything, you know, like what's, what's real, like what matters. What triggered that? Well, I just got into my head that, and I was, I was watching a lot of, a lot of YouTube at the time, (laughs) a lot of just free thinkers and, um, and I, I came to a conclusion that a lot of the stuff that we consume on a daily basis is, you know, bullshit. Um, In what way? Manipulated, you know, um, watching like news and then watching a commercial and watch like everyone's just trying to sell you their own shit. Yeah. You know? um, like it, everyone has their own agenda. That was kind of awakening of sorts for me that gave me a lot of time back. Yeah. Um, to work on. And that's kind of right before I started my self-improvement journey. Um, going oh, really? through that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. If we know how to get like get grounded and know our our purpose right like you found you feel like you found your purpose since then then i don't know at least for me it's like when i kind of steer off or whatever like i just try and find my way back to purpose and service and i really don't like to dwell on the negativity of everything um i just kind of use it for motivation to change like to move forward with change well it's great to have an epiphany but what you do with that new clarity i think is what matters most you gotta follow through yeah and taking the steps to live out your epiphany or your enlightenment is where transformation happens we hope that this episode sparked you guys in some way shape or form as always thank you so much for rocking with us and taking the time to hang out and if you're wondering how you can support us rate and review the podcast if you haven't done it share this episode with a friend who you think can benefit from listening or share on your socials and let us know what you loved until next time stay inspired